What's up, everybody? It's the Long Island Firecracker, Avery Jacks, and you're watching the Three Count Podcast. Do you want to get live with me? Do you really want to ride with me? I'm in the club, baby, grind on me. Do you want to get live with me? Do you want to get live with me? Do you really want to ride with me? Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast, which is now wintering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And by season four, our 300 and something episode, the new background, I would just hope you say, with me, I am your Sherpa. Because like your tribal chief, and hopefully he still is at this time, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this person at CCW. You can find him at Next Level Up. Our next up, you can find this person at Ladies Night Flying V. You can find them at Brew. You can find them traveling up and down the East Coast. They are the Long Island Firecracker, Avery Jacks. Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. So we've, like, crossed paths a couple times, like, when we're at fight and we've, like, seen each other at, like, you know, just other random spots just yeah. oddly. And so I was like, it's about time that we, like, make this happen and, Come on and have great conversations. So I'm so yeah. glad you wanted to come on and hang out with me. Oh, definitely. I'm glad you reached out. I was like, I was going to get a little light on the podcast. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> but nah, I'm glad you reached out. Yo, it is crazy, though, to think about, like, how much, like, networking, like, really goes into this whole entire business. Like, Absolutely. you know this person, that person knows this person. And I always joke about it, but I'm always like, you're always, like, one link away from somebody who knows somebody that mm-hmm. it's somewhere that you want to be. That's so true. Honestly, I got I got where I'm at so far by networking. Like people even networking for me, like it's gotten me it through a lot of doors that I haven't expect didn't expect to be in so soon. So network is very important here. Even like at CCW, wrestling women from all over, you know, the Vanity Twins there in California, you know. So we got we got the Renegades wins. They're wrestling for Ring of Honor and stuff. So it's it's like a lot of people in a lot of different areas that I get to meet. So it's, it's very important in this business for sure. Yeah, and it's always cool because like when you build those relationships up and like you have good standings with those relationships, they kind of just continue to open doors up for you to more places that you want to go work at. I know a friend of mine who currently is just tearing up the scene right now. Um, by knows the international pop star herself, Becca. Uh, you know, she's been at CCW, but she's also part of MLW. You can find her, you know, every once in a while pop in at like a WWE or an AEW, right? You see her on Dark most of the time. You can catch her, you know, she, I know she's run a couple times over at Ring of Honor. So you, you see like her networking and building and pushing and grinding and keep growing. And it's like, eventually people recognize the hustle and like, hey, yo, get her on the show, bring her here, let her work here, let's talk to her there. So it's, it's very cool to see, you know, People continue to grow and push and, and grind and keep working their way up. I, I Another perfect example of someone that just kind of blew up out of nowhere. Uh, but if you really looked at the hustle, you would see, like, that's not entirely true, but it is kind of true. But Jay Bougie is another person that, like, you know, right now, um, when you guys get to see this episode, the data has been recording. He has just debuted on MLW. So it's kind of cool to see people work and grind and continue to grow and you're right networking is very important and then other people will vouch for you to say hey you you should really think about bringing this person in absolutely absolutely a hundred percent like uh 
that was like one of the first things once I started learning, once I learned the basics and all my moveset stuff and got into the backstage of wrestling. Like that was like one of the first things my trainer told me was like, go to the shows, show up, help out, get your, you know, they'll remember your face more than your name. So show up a lot, help out where you can, let the the promoter, the owner know like, hey, I'm around if you need me, like. And and that that's how I got honestly that's how I got on the first fight show I was just there at the right time though um I think mine was the uh, the Tony 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 show yeah 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 that was the first one for me and I and ever since then it just took off and like that that you know show up and help out really became true and that now I show up wherever I can and that's the important thing too is that you also kind of want to have a member that like you're kind of like giving into everything without like really expecting to get anything back i know for me when it came to fight right uh because you showed up at that show that that was actually my first match really? i think was at that show too with fight um but prior to that uh i had showed up and i was helping out with just a ring crew i was one of o'shea's uh uh like goons, like the, the the show before, like at the brew that at the brewery. So it does really help out a lot. Like when you just go in and you're just like, hey, I'm just here to help out. Do whatever you need to do. Ask, you know, whatever you need me to do, I'll just help out. And it that kind of helped out too because like when I made my debut at the wrestling open, it was because I had went to uh, one of the Beyond shows prior to that mm. and just helped set up the ring and just was just around, talked to a couple of the promoters and just asked some questions. And then they're like, hey, uh, we might have an open spot on Thursday. Will you come up? And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely be there. And I just came in and just, you know, have fun. And, you know, now I just go back and help out, you know, and just see what, what they need from me. And if they don't need me on the card that night, that's fine. I just stick around, help out, tear down, set up, whatever they need, and then just continue going. But you're right. It, putting that elbow grease really does help out a lot, too. Mm-hmm. It definitely that's very important. One of the things I stick by in my my career for sure. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask, how did how did you get into the business? Like, what brought, what made you want to become a wrestler? And then, like, what what's keeping you in? I love this question because, like, it, I really get to reflect on my my younger my younger self. Um, growing up, I always was a fan of wrestling. Um, was always into the TV every every Friday night, every Monday night, watching WWE. And um, I, I kind of stopped watching it maybe like 2012 and then got back into it in 2017. And, and I was in the Navy at the time, and I was just like in this phase where I just, whenever I thought of something and wanted to do it, I tried it. So I couldn't really try wrestling at the time because I was in the Navy. But once I got out, it was still in my mind and I was still watching it weekly and everything. And I was like, you know, joking around with like my wife and my friends, like, what would my wrestling name be? What would, what would my moves be? And I was, I got, one day I just got very interested and I was like, hmm, let me just look up a school. And I looked it up and there was surprisingly one like 15 minutes away from me. And I showed up, asked the questions and saw everything and I was like this is what I want to do and so I signed up and here I am (laughs) so it's funny because you mentioned like so you mentioned key like a key word that I'm gonna harp on right Mm -hmm. being a veteran uh and and the funniest thing about me was that like when I got out the military the first thing I thought about was you know like 
I want to chase after my dream of becoming a pro wrestler, right? Yes. And the first, the first jobs I actually had, right? I had a, and people could be like, oh, so I was actually contracted with Raytheon and I kind of, my contract fell apart, right? Some things that happened, I don't want to get into it. It's a big story that doesn't really matter. Yeah. At the end of the day though, my wife was like, well, why don't you start applying for jobs and figure out what you want to do? The first job I applied for was to be a writer with the WWE. Because I was like, I want to be in wrestling. I want to be a part of the wrestling business. And so um, then I decided, I was like, well, let me let me hop into, let me go back to school, right? Let me get my education. Let me go get my my degree, right? Because maybe that'll fulfill me. Right. And I got my degree and I ended up getting my, my, my bachelor's degree. And then I went and got my master's. And I was like, well, I've done everything that everybody keeps telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think I need to do what I want to do, right? right? And finally, I was like, you know, my daughter was kind of, she told me I was kind of squishy. So I ended up like losing a bunch of weight. And then I ran into some random dude who ended up becoming one of my close friends. And next thing you know, like, I was like, I want to get into pro wrestling. And you guys are all doing the dark arts as we'll call it, right? <laughs> um, and so like, I ended up finding uh, my trainer Sicken. And then from there, like for, you know, three and a half years, that's where I was. And then I obviously I moved to Massachusetts, but that's how I, I really was chasing it down too. Cause I was like, Hey, what would I do? Where would I be? How would my character look? How would he act? Right. Asking all those important questions. Cause at the end of the day, like that's it. Listen, we put so much of ourselves into our characters that, mm-hmm. you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna back away from where we want to be. And I think it's awesome that you're talking about how you're already trying to establish like who is Avery Jacks right. like, before you ever got in. <laughs> Before you start a school, you, as a kid, you're always like doing these moves. Like my brother did the at the time it was the FU, but the attitude adjustments on me, the tombstones, we were beat. Look, we were tearing the house down when we were younger. So, so you think about all the time, like like which wrestler can you relate to the most, and and move set wise too, and and you put that stuff together. So, so when you do have the opportunity to do it, you already have a little bit bit of what you want to do and who you want to be in here but honestly when I first started my character was not what it is now for sure <laughs> it changed and it was just one I had a practice match at uh at school and they were like what's your name now I was fairly new probably uh probably about three months in and they were like what's your like what's your what's your name? And I told him at the time I really liked the name Domino, just Domino, just one singular name. And because I got that from Deadpool, don't don't tell me. Yeah, hey, now nah, I got I that. Mean, from I really yeah. like the name. <laughs> yeah, I'm like he's just chilling back there. <laughs> so and I liked it. Then you know this match was recorded, and then when I was watching it back, and I heard like at the time the ring announcer announced the name it did not feel right it just didn't feel like me didn't didn't seem like me so i was like we gotta come up with a new name new character new everything and you know came avery jackson loyal firecracker i just i just put, took who i am as a, as a person as and in the ring and my 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 energy that i have in the ring and i was like a firecracker i feel like i wrestle like a firecracker those like you know, once you light the fuse, it's like boom, come the sparks and everything, and it just fits together. So, you know, characters change a lot. A lot. Yeah. I I will be honest. Like when I got in, like I already had the pre notion that like I I was gonna just take the name Red Dog anyway, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, listen, from like when I was a kid to the time that I got into like 
from elementary to high school to college, right? The name Red Dog went everywhere, right? Because it's when your first name, listen, okay, when your first name's Clifford, you're kind of just kind of surrounded by that name this. anyway. This, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, let me just let me just take my name. And even in the military, like that was my call sign. Like people would call me Red Dog. So I was like, let me just run with this. I'm just gonna make my own and have fun with it. Yeah. What I didn't realize, and this was, and you probably relate to this too, when I was coming up with a character, my my trainer was like, I thought your trainer gave you your character, and then you kind of had to like figure it out from there. Yeah. And so he was like, he was like, well, you're mil prior military man, so just be like the military, be like very like very stoic, very like, you know, you have a game plan for everything. There's nothing like really going to like throw you off. You don't make jokes. You're just very stern and stuff. And like, if it just didn't feel natural, like you, you said it right there, right? Like when you heard the name Domino, you're like, it's not really kind of working. And so I would, I had a couple matches where I was like this serious kind of dude. And I just wasn't really like, I didn't feel like I was connecting with the crowd. Like I wanted to. And so you know, finally Sicken was like, well, okay, let's just, you cut a promo the way you want to cut it. And I was like, cool. And then I cut like my first promo just with like a lot of laughs and smiles and jokes. And he was like, I think we got something here. And I was like, well, it's because when people think in the military, that's what they, th they think. That's like, man, these guys are very stern. They don't play around. They're just tactical killers. Like, but they forget that on the other side of things, there's this other side of the military that yeah. we laugh at dark humor all the time. Yeah. We say a lot of inappropriate things <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and so like, and we, and we just continue to grow and laugh and, and, and we laugh at things that we're not supposed to be laughing at. So I wanted to use like a lot of like humor to kind of hide like the trauma that like Red Dog has been involved in because that's what, how he gets through his thing. So I was like, yo, sort of piece all the things together and like thinking about how I wanted to turn this around. And then next thing you know, it was like this dude right here just becomes the biggest inspiration for Red Dog. And now you see the red suit all comes out. So I definitely can understand like where like the character side of things continues yeah, to grow. I, I really love your Red Dog character. I remember when we, uh, when I, I first saw you wrestle at that fight show. And I was like, he's so he's so funny. Like I was um I was busy with the commissioner, but I literally turned stopped what I was doing and turned around because like I was hearing all this stuff, and I'm like, he is crazy. Like the whole grenade spot that you do. <laughs> that awesome. Like that was awesome. But yeah, um, but yeah, character character development, like you said, coming in, I thought your trainer gave you your character. So like you always have these ideas of what you want to do, but I came in like, all right. You tell me who I'm going to be and I'll be that person. I didn't realize how much, I don't want to say control, but creativity that you can show in here by yourself without having other people be like, no, that's not what you can do. You really have a lot of creative freedom. And I didn't realize that. And I, I mean, it, to a point where I'm like, dang, I might not be creative enough for this, but, you know, it's working out, thankfully. So I, I like... Coming up with a character was probably my hardest thing. The hardest part about it was the name. Because I'm like, who do I, what, like, which name do I look like? What name mm. sounds right when you say it? And do I feel like this character? You know, it's all those three things. And I was really going around these. Like, I always knew I wanted the Jacks because my last name is Jackson and it's just obvious. So, but I didn't know what my first name was going to be. And I was just, I was rummaging through stuff like, my first name is Akira, right? So 
So growing up, I always went by like Ajax because and they'd be like, like the soap? I'm like, yeah, I like the soap. So I considered that briefly, but <laughs> but it, re it really was very hard for me coming up with Avery, but it just, one day I was just sitting there and I was running off a whole bunch of names to my mom and I'm just like, you know, I've said Corey, Tori, you know, all type of crazy names. And, and then I was like, Avery, Avery. And I was like, hmm, that feels like me. And I, I went to her, I was like, what about Avery? She's like, I like it. And then I debuted as, you know, Avery in training and they was just like, oh, I love that. So it, it stuck and it felt it felt natural. It felt like me. So that's how that's how people ask the origin of my name. I'm like, it's not really a cool story. It's just it's just the name that I felt was me. So, but in the same token, though, like you found this name, right? It it just suited you. And the journey of you finding that name is actually kind of cool because, like you know, like you said, like you have your first name. You obviously kicking your last name around. And then you figure out like, oh, I always do love the name Jax, right? And then you start throwing stuff out and throwing, yeah. see what sticks to the wall. And just, you know, uh, a good friend of mine, right? Always talks about it uh, in case people are wondering who I'm gonna talk about. PJ Savage talks about throwing spaghetti at the wall and just hoping something sticks, right? right? And so like, yeah, that's a great, that's a great concept that you're like firing names off, trying to figure it out, right? And then it, it just falls into place. Cause like, I love your promos, right? Like a promo that you did, right? was like over the 4th of July where you were talking about like, coming off as a firework and exploding yeah. right in your cut. I think you were talking about Taylor Brooks. Yeah. Um, and like the way you just like talked about how you were just like, yo, I'm a, just like these guys right here. I have my grand finale. And you were just like, you could, you could feel like everything was put together. Like you're, you're still putting things together, but you could feel like, Hey, there's like a lot of good substance here. That's like starting to build and grow. I was like, I was very anxious to see like, Everything else kind of play out, and I was like, "I'm, I'm, you, you get people invested just right off the off the name and on the moniker too, right? You know, obviously being the Long Island Firecracker, right? Mm -hmm. It's cool because you grab people's attention, and then you're just like, here's all these fireworks going off, and here you cutting this promo about it, and I was like, yeah, that's 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 Look, why. I, 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 perfect. <laughs> I purposely, I was like, because they were asking me for that promo because you know the show was on the eight. They were asking me for weeks. They're like. Uh, where's your promo? Where's your promo? I was like, I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna send it. I knew as soon. I probably knew back in March that I was gonna cut a promo on July 4th because it was perfect. I mean, I call it Jack's Day because, like, why not? That's my whole character. That's who I am. I'm the Long Island Firecracker. What better day than July 4th? You know? And I was like, this is perfect. Even on that day, they were like. And where's your promo? I'm like, it's coming. I had to wait for nightfall. So, so, but it was, I think that was one of my better ones. And it definitely encased my character for sure. Like, you know, um, I, I do compare myself to a firecracker because like, like I said, in a, in a promo, like they're, they're short. They don't last long. There's like five seconds maybe, but it's powerful. Like, yo, it's very memorable. You'll always remember that, that spark in the show that you got that day so i definitely like to like to find things that fit me when um when i when i when i go out into the world and I, look, I go out into the world and i look sorry about that i look and i'm so sorry i gotta put my phone on do not disturb people be messing with me. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I like to I like to find things that relate to me and that can relate to my character out in the real world. And I thought that they fit perfectly. 
And that's important though, is that you're continuing like, to find things that are, like relate to you. Like even for me, like a lot of the promos that I cut, right? I think about them. I think about them like a couple, about a week or so in advance. And then kind of like start to piece together the story that I want to tell. Like my favorite one, right? Um, rest his soul, my dog, right? Duke, um, who I just adore, right? For, we had him like 13 years. He passed away and I was like, how do I, how do I pay this, this tribute, right? To my dog that I loved for so long. And, uh, and randomly one day I just happened to be looking at the TV and I saw Steve from Blue's Clues. And I was like, I want to do a promo about my dog and do as a blues clues thing so i had a friend make a drawing up of duke uh and then we just did the promo i did the promo for it and i was like yeah uh, i was like this was like the greatest thing but it was like my big inspiration yeah i I like to i like the the originality of promos i definitely don't like seeing like i I mean and and i mean i'm one person with one opinion but i i don't i think I think people should get as creative as they can in promos because number one, it keeps everybody invested in them. And number two, it shows that you actually care. Now I can sit, I could sit right here on my couch and do a promo with you seeing this great couch and half of this picture here, but that's boring to me. Like you're I, and talk about how good I am or how great this match is going to be, but I don't, it's, it just don't give any feeling to me. Now, if I'm out, in front of fireworks showing you a, a representation of me that's like okay now you're invested now you're like oh what's up with these fireworks why why is that the first thing i'm seeing now you already want to do it. and i think that a, a lot um as i progress i try to every time i do a promo i try to do a different setting a different idea for these promos like i don't want to just be stationary in one spot and do and do anything like a lot of my promos recently, like older promos, yeah, but my newer promos, I'm I'm getting into like more creativity because I I want people to be invested in my match. I want people to want to know like what's coming. So I think that's very important in promos. Like I, I hate the white backgrounds and stuff like that. I get it when time when time doesn't allow. I understand that, but at least something to grab my attention, you know. Yeah, I think it's very important, like when you're invested, because obviously it shows that not only you're invested in your character, you're invested in a match, and then you're investing in, and you're you're investing in you, right? When it comes to like doing your promos, so for me too, like I I think about like what have I not done? What was working? What hasn't worked? And can I go back and do that again? Right? Like, um, and I I I've tried so many different styles, but it's also something that like I think of the world of like Red Dog. He would be very chaotic in the way that he would cut his promos. Like, I think I did a promo one time where like I was I did talk about I was talking about this match and getting ready, right? And then talk about doing the research, right? Because he's the Intel specialist, right? Mm-hmm. So I was talking about doing research, and I'm driving in my car, and I had a voiceover go. The guy said no car promos. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I bail out the car, <laughs> right? And the reason why was because, like, in our group chat, somebody put in there, like, do not do a car promo yeah, ever. Please. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to just take that, and I'm just going to use it. And so I think about, like, how I could just make things just seem as chaotic as possible, but then also, like, have some kind of structure to it. And people are like, okay, so he's the best in this match. This is his yeah. opponent. This is what he wants to do. And then he's throwing all this other stuff at us to kind of like distract us at the same time. But it's those little mannerisms that show like your character. And that's what's so important. Like, like 
the way you stand, the way you the way you move your hands, all that stuff tells more about you. Tells especially about your character. Like those things are very important in promos. And I had to learn that because I I, I honestly I didn't like doing promos. I, I thought that I always get stumbled up <laughs> over my words and and all this stuff. But with practice, I've gotten better and I've realized like a lot of a lot of how you stand, a body language, just call it body language. A lot of body language that goes into prom. People look at that too. And and if you're standing there awkwardly, they don't believe you. Yep. A hundred percent. I know like for me, my first character when I was like cutting promos and talking about like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're tactically gonna break you down, blah, 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 blah. This is the game plan that I have, blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't even believe myself. And so I was like, I was having very so much difficulty like trying to like you know, talk about who Red Dog was and just kind of take myself and make, make it believe that I believe that in what I'm saying. Right. And it wasn't until like I decided that um, I was like, hey, let me create this world around Red Dog in a funny sense. And we'll just see if it peels off naturally, right? And I remember like cutting the first promo and talking about how I had this infatuation with the Bastard Boys, which may or may not be true. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I was like, yo, yeah. I was like, I'm a huge Bashu Boys fan. I love doing long walks on the beach and hanging out with my pet cat, which I don't have a cat. But I was like, hang out with my pet cat and da 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 and just talking randomly. And I was like, actually, you know what? This is just, this feels a lot more natural. And it took me a while. So what I ended up sort of doing was like asking myself questions and like, so, you know, fun fact, we'll be doing this too with you, but we do like the 10 count questions. And I used to ask myself 10 random questions every day and start building the world up around Red Dog so that I can cut promos, I can wrestle, I can, yeah. without thinking about how Red Dog would react, I would just react. Yeah. And so like building the world up around him, it took me a while, but like investing in this character and like really getting him to like, to the nitpicks where like people would ask me questions like, well, do you like, do you like McDonald's or do you like Burger King? I'm like, neither, I like Taco Bell because I love gorditas. Like just the most random yeah. stuff yeah. I can oh, think yeah. about. That's actually very good, like, you know, to figure out what your character would do in situations or or if asked a weird question that has nothing to do with, with anything. But how would your character react? And, and, and actually, one of my trainers, Wes, um, he, he actually gave us a paper and was like, it was, I, I don't remember the exact, like, order of what was on there. But basically, you have, like, your five moves from the front back. So what would you do on from the back, from the side, running move, running this? And then it was like, what would your how would your character respond to these situations? And it was like grocery shopping or or driving in the car. And it was like working out. It was stuff like that. And you don't think about that stuff when you're coming up with a character. You just think about how would your how would your character basically wrestle when you're starting, like all about wrestling. But those little things definitely uh, help hone out your character like make your character more whole so that's that's a very good thing i'm i'm gonna start doing that for sure asking myself how would i respond to these conversations and, and situations that's good yeah and so like for me with something else that helps right it's like obviously like i come out with a mask on a lot of people know that right and mm -hmm. so when i put that mask on i feel like i just get transformed into red dog and so i'm like well let me just ask these questions while i'm here and doing this right so like i think i've asked myself pretty much like a who's who's list of questions I can think of, like of just everything under the sun that I can I can legit think of, right? So if people were like, well, what's your finisher? I was like, uh, 
So Red Dog's finisher is the big ending, right? And then somebody asked me, well, why did you choose the big ending? And I said, legitimately, this was my answer. I was like, I mean, he's not using it right now. And like a lot of people are like, yo, that's kind of fucked up. But I'm like, I know, I know it is. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah. it just... <laughs> and I love Big E. It's not like I'm trying to be mean about it, but I was like, yeah, it's not like he's using it right now. But it was just the fire off, and I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely that's definitely a red dog okay. thought. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I wanted to find more things that kind of got him involved and just start asking those questions and figure out like where I was trying to go with what he was doing, right? Like it's it's weird. I just I find myself just like driving and I'll be like, what What's his favorite style of anime? Like, who's his favorite characters, right? What does he like to do? What drives him, right? I figured out one thing that really drives Red Dog is that just like me, right, he has a daughter who needs art supplies. And so he has to take these contracts and win so that he can start buying her art supplies so that she can continue drawing. Yes, yes. Because that's the motivation. I don't want it to be, listen, like Red Dog's whole purpose is that he wants to be the top mercenary, but also he has a bigger purpose and it's not even titles, right? It's just that he wants to keep buying art supplies. And I, I said it in a promo and I was like, actually, I like how that sits. And I was like, I feel like, one person will figure it out and be like, ah, okay. Why does he like art supplies? Like, don't worry about it. It's not for you. Right. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's really good. This is this is very good stuff. I'm taking notes mentally and I'm gonna transfer them <laughs> to my notepad when we're finished for real. Because this is good stuff, especially in character development. Like this is stuff that I can pass on to like some of my classmates and trainees that 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 are training with me. So no, I'm, I'm, I appreciate this information because this is people don't I I'm not going to say people. I'm going to say me. I didn't I never looked at that type of stuff. Like what is I, I mean, I always knew what my motivation was, but like I didn't dig down deep enough for like, like what's the backstory type situation? Like, like what hmm. who how who made Avery Avery or, or what made Avery Avery? Like I never got that deep and I want to and I'm going to because it helps. And it's funny because like Chris Van Bleet, right? Uh, I listen to Insights a lot and he was asking questions and he said it and it really stuck with me. And this is what really motivated me to keep growing and building and, and pushing on, on, on a red dog and figure it out. Was he says that like your, your normal questions that you wanna ask are always gonna start with what? Mm -hmm. what's, what's their goal? You know, what's, you know, where are they from? Those kind of questions, right? Those little, those in-depth, those little starter questions, what he referred to them as. But then he said, when you start asking why and how, those are your big questions, right? The questions that allow you to dig deeper into what's their, what's their motivation, right? So what's Red Dog's motivation? Well, he wants to be the top mercenary. Why? Well, really, he just wants everybody to know that he's the finest mercenary in all of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that he wants? Well, he wants to supply kid, his kid with uh, art supplies because they love to draw. Why do they like to draw? I don't know. That's their choice, not mine. I just want to get money so that I can pay for her, pay for her markers. Crayolas <laughs> are expensive. <laughs> yeah, inflation, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Pasco, Pasco markers are not cheap. And if you guys know what those are, you guys will figure it out. But it's, it's, it's the whole, like, I love the fact of like building the world around because the more the, the world builds, the easier it is to kind of slip into the character and just yeah. fire off whatever you want to fire off. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. listen, uh, I want to ask this question because it's one of my favorite questions to ask people, right? But what's one of the worst bumps you've taken? 
goodness me. Um, let's see. I would have to say choke slam. And I would say a choke slam because I'm little. I'm very <laughs> don't let the camera fool you. I am tiny. And people like to throw me. So whenever I go up for a choke slam, I go higher than average people go. And so coming down is harder than the average people. Like for real, my first choke slam I take, and my trainer Dante loves to throw me around. I'm just like, you just get a kick out of this because he be trying to put me through through the ring. I feel like, and he gave me my my first choke slam and it knocked the wind out of me. I was gasping for air. I was like, yeah, never taking that again. But yeah, that that's probably the worst bump so far that I've taken. Worst move, sorry, that I've taken. Yes. <laughs> try to stay with those for sure yeah i've taken i've taken some pretty i wouldn't even call them crazy bumps right but i've taken like i i've taken like uh like obviously i did the kiritazawa's like senton off the top rope never really trained for it i just like did it and i told myself i'd never do it again one of them that kind of it messed me up by accident and it wasn't it wasn't the person who threw the boob it was me taking the bump right and i i it did it myself um but it's funny because you're talking about taking chokes and I was taking, I will, somebody suggested to another person and this person knows who they were and I suggested it, right? Uh, somebody was like, hey, I want to hit a rock bottom in a match. Ooh. And set person goes, hey, tell Cliff he loves taking that bump. He'll jump for you super high. And so person was like, hey, do you want to take this move? And I was like, yeah, I bet I'll do it. And sure enough, in the middle of the match, uh, set person lost me midair because I jumped so high. <laughs> and so when they were up here, they actually had to like recatch me and bring me down. Yeah. And I ended up, I ended up landing on my back and then like straining the muscle in my lower back yeah. uh, on the left side. And I was like, ah, oh, man, but I didn't feel it till the next morning. Oh yeah. And uh, no, everybody was like, <laughs> and, and everybody was so high. They're like, dude, did you see how high you got? I was like, I felt every inch of what happened yeah they don't realize how bad we hurt yeah we get we get up there but he's coming down is the hard part no it is the sudden stop on the mat that sucks mm -hmm. like i said they love throwing me around so i i don't know how many times i've got gorilla pressed up and just dropped i got tossed up and caught out it's it was just it's just i take some crazy bumps but the worst one was the choke snap everything else is fun like i enjoy getting thrown up and then cut caught and brought back down on like a mm. mat. But on, in the, <laughs> regular, the regular ring is very tough though but yeah. <laughs> yes 100 so let me ask uh what's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn being in the business that it is a business and it's not like it that basically that it is a business that's one of the things that it's a lot of times you got to take personal out of it and realize that it is a business and you, this is how you want to make your money and you're trying to make a living out of this so you have to realize that like and never sell yourself short because there's there are times where <clears throat> and to me it's not about money it's not it's not all about money for me but you have to know your worth in, in this industry. And if people want you to work for them, if they hire you, they have to pay you. It's, it's, it's literally a job you're getting paid to do. And 
I have to realize that because a lot of times I don't, I, in the beginning, I didn't really like stress about the payment or anything. But then I'm realizing that like, I have to buy stuff. I have to buy gear. Yeah. I have to pay for gas. I have to pay for this and that. And, and I have to stop like saying like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And put my foot down. Like, look, I travel four plus or however many hours to get here. The least you can do is pay me my rate, you know, because a lot of people would take advantage of it, especially if you're not like breathing down their neck, like, hey, where's my money? Where's my money? And I'm never I'm not like that, because honestly, I, I believe in <clears throat> I believe in being the best that you can be. Like, I'm I'm, act, I'm a great person. I like to think so. I don't want to like if you can't afford it or anything like that. I get it. But this is a business if like at the end of the day this is where we make our money and this is where we we make our we want to make our living so we have to start now yeah no it's very true like at the end of the day this is a business and it's like also like the one part that i kind of find myself like getting trapped into right it's like when people like want to like you know because i go to i go to a lot of different places and i ask what do you need from me, right? That's like the typical question, right? And they're like, oh, well, we want you to put over set individual, right? And I'm like, cool, let's let's get it. What do you, how do you want it to be done, right? And sometimes like somebody will say, oh, we want them to be too clean. I'm like, why? What What's the reason behind it? Is there is there a story? What are we doing? What are we building to, right? Because I want to know those things. And it comes to the point where it's like, oh, we just think it'd be good for that person. Like, Right, so uh, no, we need to <laughs> figure yeah. something out yeah. that's gonna work because I don't. I love putting people over. I hundred percent do. But if my character is like meant to be like a person that's connecting with the crowd, and you just want me to, to to lose because you just want me to lose, like we can find a way to get the crowd to get involved in the match, and it, it doesn't look like hey, this guy's just he's just some schlub off the street. Right. Yeah. And now. With that being said, anytime I go to like a new promotion or something like that, they're like, hey, we just need you to 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 lose. I'm like, cool, whatever. Let's get it. <laughs> I'm in and I'm ready to go. Exactly. But then sometimes I've I've had situations where I got told, like, hey, you're supposed to put over a set individual. We're gonna do this, this, and this. And I was like, I I what's the story? Where are we going with it from there? Oh, well, we're yeah. really not. I'm like, okay, well then I'm really not gonna be there. And then we had a huge problems, right? People were like mad with me about it. And I, I did garner some heat, but at the end of the day, when I came back, I wanted to put over set individual. And I made sure that the story that we were gonna tell was gonna make sense at the end of the day, yeah. because I didn't know if I was gonna be returning to the promotion or not. And I wanted to make sure that the person I put over it, I was gonna put over, but it was crazy. And I've had, situa I've had other situations where people were like, I don't, you know, why would you, why wouldn't you just put this person over clean? I'm like, well, I we can. I just wanted to make sense. That's it. Just no, that's not a, just. That's a really good point because uh, every match should have a story, whether or not it's like a story for that particular match or a longer story. It should tell a story, and it shouldn't be just like, "Hey, do this, this, this," without a reason. Like um, in the military, they say, "Have a question and attitude." And that relates here in, in wrestling, too, because, like, again, you want to get the crowd invested. You want people to know, like, the why. See the why. They might not know, but they, they would like to see, like, why are they these two people fighting? And, yeah, new promotions, you just – you you don't want to cross any ripples or anything, so you do what they ask. But 
if you've been there for a while and like you have a set story that you want to tell or that you feel can be displayed, then display the story. I don't, I don't understand that whole, like, because just because method, like this is supposed to tell a story. We're supposed to get people invested in this match. How can we do that? That should be the ultimate goal when booking a match. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I try to look at things like long-term wise and like, you know, cause sometimes you want to keep yourself in it. It's just going to sound really messed up when I say it this way. And this is not how I, I intend on meeting it, right? But sometimes you kind of want to keep things relevant. You want to keep storylines going or you want to start new storylines, right, with some people. And so you're trying to get other people kind of involved into doing like a process because you, you want to tell like these cool stories or these fun things that are about to happen. And then sometimes like, you know, you kind of have to keep your foot kind of firm where you want to be at. Right. Otherwise, like – if you're not telling the great stories that you want to tell in the long term or even the short term, like then what are you doing? Like we just out there. So what's, what would we be different? Like what would be different if me just walking out there, just laying down and getting pinned and then yeah. other than, you know, you just be pissed because what you told me was like, Hey, you're just going to go, you're going to have that person go over clean. I'm like, can we tell like a fun story? Can we do this? Can we do that? Like you're trying to, you're trying to put on the best show that you can for the fans yeah. so that they come back the next time, exactly. you know, you're worried about that time and then you're worried about what's going to be happening in the future. And I think about those things a lot because I like, I love my character and I've invested a lot of time and a lot of money into him. And I'm like, yo, let me at least play around with the idea that we're having this go down. Right. I was grateful. Like uh, every opportunity that I've been able to, to showcase who Red Dog is, is, is another place where it's like, Hey, this has worked out. And they, they've asked me to do this and they asked me to come back. So I was like, I, I want to continue growing relationships like that without like burning bridges. But sometimes like you, you kind of have to just kind of put your foot down and yeah. just be like, Hey man, like, let me, let me run this story this way and help you with your, whatever you're trying to do and then merge with this char other character too. That way yeah. everybody kind of sees that it's all working together. So yeah, it's what it is sometimes. And I, I really enjoy companies that have like that open door, like policy where they can take the, your opinions and your, your, I don't want to say criticism, but your ideas and, you know, show them to the to the crowd and everything. Because, yeah, the ultimate say goes to them. But if like if it doesn't make sense, like that's that's the main thing for me. I, I, I'm someone who if it doesn't make sense, I'm not going to do it because it doesn't make sense. And I don't want to make me look bad. I don't want to make anybody else look bad. And so so. For a company to, you know, try something, let's say that we, I go to a show and they're like, hey, um, I just need you to put this person over clean, boom, and I do it, and the crowd wasn't invested, and it was, it was no reaction, and it was just like, and I go back and I tell the, the promoter or, or the owner or whoever my, what I felt and how I, how I think it can be better, and they take it, that'll bring me back again, even though I just... I don't want to use the word job, but even though I just laid down and took and put someone over and it didn't make a single sense and it didn't get the crowd invested, I'll come back because you took what I said and you you understood that that it didn't make sense and why and you're willing to make it better. And right. that a lot of workers and a lot of wrestlers, me personally, I, I, I respect that way more than someone who's like, no, it's just my way or the highway. Like, I will not come back to your promotion, especially if you don't listen to what I have to say, because then I feel like I'm not being heard and less than a person. So, right. Yeah, like, it's very important. 
So we're going to hop over to one of my favorite things to do in this show, right? And it is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And most of you are probably wondering, you know, where's the other question at that we're looking for? And we already know. All right. So if you guys, in case you're wondering, Avery, it's uh, I always ask one do and one don't of the locker room. Right. Um, Obviously, we've just been talking about our dues. Right. Like do stand up for yourself. Right. Do stand up for your character, but also don't be a dick. (laughs) That's the main. Be professional. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Always be professional. But uh, a huge, a huge don't in the locker room is. uh, Uh, hmm. Let's see. I don't know why I have to say this because we are all grown adults. But if I can tell you how many times I've been to a show and it may be my first time and I may be returning where somebody has said to clean up after yourself in the locker room, like more times than I like to admit, I've heard this. And I'm like, we are all grown adults. Clean up after yourself. Don't leave your trash. Don't leave your clothes. Don't leave nothing. Like be respectful of everybody in the room. Like I, I don't, I, that just irks my soul for some reason. I'm like, why do you have to announce this to grown people? I don't get that. So, yeah. so don't leave your mess in the locker room. That's huge. Don't. Jeez. Yeah, it always it does throw me off that it's like that has to be a continuous thing, right? Like you go there, like you're paid to be there, right? You're a professional. Be a professional, like clean up after yourself. You know, another one that I like, this was actually one that kind of got brought to me that I didn't realize, but I'm very grateful. And now like I'm observant about it every single time because I'm looking for that person. But one of us, don't fall asleep in the locker room. Like didn't even think twice about it. Cause I'm like, why would you ever fall asleep in the locker room? And I've seen people fall asleep in the locker room and then be asked not to come back to set locker room. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. even thought consider that also because I've never seen it but that's if if it was me and and I was a promoter or someone in the locker room I would literally be like it's so unprofessional do you not want to be here like what's going on and not return to the show so that is a huge don't don't fall asleep it shows that you're not interested or that you don't care about the what what you're doing you're not invested so Exactly. But uh, let's hop over to my favorite segment of the three count podcast. That is a three count podcast, 10 count question. Ms. Jax, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast and uh, whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Okay, sure. Let's get it. All right. So here we go. We're going to put the imaginary timer on the clock. (laughs) And in the words of my favorite commentator, Mike Goldberg, here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Grease. Let's go. PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, Xbox. Favorite actor or actress? Favorite actress, Angela Bassett. Let's go. Uh, Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite cartoon? SpongeBob. Apple or Android? Apple. Favorite podcast? Favorite podcast. Ooh, toughy, 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 toughy. I ain't gonna lie. I like Logan Paul's podcast a lot. Yeah, Impulse is pretty good, actually. I, I've been liking seeing, yeah, a lot of the WWE guys that I like to see now. So I'm like, all right, no, we, we there. I, they're, coming on, they're coming on there a lot now when I was watching it. Like, dang, this is entertaining. Yeah, I, really, <laughs> I enjoy Impulse for sure. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. 
Mm, Elijah Friday. Elijah Friday, definitely. Uh, I know we've been trying. We're we will yes, Elijah, you will be on. Don't worry. We've been trying. We've been trying to get that dated up for a minute now. Uh, last but not least, my favorite question: to Ask every single person who comes on this podcast. Favorite curse word. Ooh, favorite curse word is gonna. I'm gonna have to go with shit. It's a great one. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> between yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. So hey, last thing I need from you though is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Sure, I am on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Instagram at it's Avery Jacks. Twitter at a it's Kira. That's a y e i t s k y r a. And if you want to follow me on. Facebook, it's my regular real life name, Akira Jackson, A-K-Y-R-A Jackson. Bet she told you where you can find her. She gave you the handles. And you know what that means. Like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast that's now entering. And I'm your host, Clipper Red Dog. The man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And like every, you know, good shirt, but you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently. You can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's into the ring. So who's into the ring? You see her right there. Avery Jack herself. So you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel. You're even following us on Spotify. Leaving those five-star Frost Fast reviews on Apple Podcasts or even just checking us out on Amazon Music. Yes. We are there too. You're buying our merch on Pro Wrestling Tees or ForYourWear.com. Checking us out, telling all your friends about us. You're leaving comments here on these videos, or you're not, or you're really just passing it off, telling your friends, your enemies, and even your family dog all about us, or your family cat. I'm sorry, you know, I'm not that. I hate one or the other. You're doing all that stuff, talk about it constantly, or you're really just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro, and then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Kawaii. <laughs> What's going on? It is Clipper Red Dog, the man that beat you up down mountain called wrestling. And what we need from you guys is to kind of show some support, right? We want you guys to go to our YouTube channel at the Three Count Podcast, go on to our Twitch channel, Three Count Pod, or even our Facebook page, Three Count Podcast, and just give us a like, follow, subscribe, even give us a comment, right? Do all that cool stuff. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies, right? Or you can even come talk to us and just chat us up, right? Find us on Twitter at Three Count underscore Pod. Find us on IG and on TikTok at Three Count Pod. Go ahead and leave us those comments. We want to hear from all of you guys. We're going to keep putting on videos and stuff like that. We want to keep making this content better. So we want your guys' support. Also, if you guys want to, go support us at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count podcast or even find us on ForYourWear.com. Give us the support. Show us your guys' love because we want to give it right back to y'all. So in the meantime, between time, love y'all.